Greetings from the Long Island Sound podcast. Welcome to the show. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. And call our listener line and leave a message for our guests. Dial 631-800-3579. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Long Island Sound Podcast, where we explore the muse and the music from the North Shore to the South Shore, from New York City to the Hamptons, navigating the wellspring of original music from singer-songwriters and musicians from Long Island, New York. Hi, I'm Steve Yusko from GigDestiny.com. Stay tuned as we explore the Long Island Sound. I was intrigued about today's guest and his method to unlock new doors which seems to be the key to music discovery and collaborative relationships. Robert Bach and his wife Chrissy formed the band The Locksmiths. In this episode, I've discovered new music and a gateway to new communities of musicians. Let's have a listen to their original song, Nashville. There's a puncture hall in the burrowed soul of the F train. And the city lights have been blinding me for days And there's girls who would pray on forgiveness At the altar of a 42nd Street Parade My heart's been longing And the Greyhound is rolling Leaving tracks in the hill Cause I'm Stalling 
Robert and Chrissy met in 2010 through a mutual friend looking to put a band together. And upon falling in love and abandoning that project, the Locksmiths were born. Taking their mutual love of the Beatles as well as their admiration of Americana artists like the band and Gillian Welch, Robert and Chrissy began crafting their own sound. The Locksmiths soon took shape in New York City and have since toured major cities including Nashville, Austin, and Indianapolis. They released their debut album in 2016, backed by Cold Quest and the City Pickers, to positive reviews. And with that, I say welcome to the Long Island Sound Podcast, Robert. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, great to have you here. I listened to your music for the past uh, day, and uh, it's really great. It's just, it sounds like so familiar to me. And, uh, you know, I'm getting... I never even knew what the hell Americana was, to be honest with you. But it's 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 a great genre, you know. Not that I'm lock not that I'm locking you in. Excuse the pun. That's all right. Americana <laughs> Americana is, is like honestly like fifteen different genres all kind of clumped up together. It's yeah, you can kind of encapsulate it. So um, so the locksmiths uh, are you and your wife Chrissy, right? That's correct. You, oh, that's great. And you started. 
way way back and uh you've got a great unique sound with uh great harmonies and i'm thinking to myself as i'm listening to your music i'm like i can never sing that well with my wife <laughs> we just <laughs> we get along on occasion but i i don't know how does how does that dynamic work for you in the band uh being husband and wife um it's it could be a little tricky um <laughs> we i mean when we first met our, our friend was trying to put a band together. So like our first real encounter was with music. So, okay. so, you know, we like first started singing together before we like actually got to really know each other. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. And so then like, you know, we fell in love and then, and then we just kind of like, it was like the thing that kind of united us. And then that's just, we just would sing together and it just kind of, you know, made us happy. And it's what we did. That's neat. Because I'm thinking in the reverse. I'm thinking, okay, I fell in love with my wife for all these different reasons. And somehow she fell in love with me. I'm still trying to figure that part out. And then I'm thinking, how could I sing? And I have sung to my wife parody songs and this and that and, you know, covers and stuff like that. And she grimaces and, you know, and isn't totally embarrassed and bears her way through it. But <laughs> I think that's, I think that's kind of cool. So tell me, reel back the pages for me and you know, when did you, when did you pick up an instrument? How did how did you find music, or how did music find you? Oh man! So uh, when I was very young, when I was like a kid, um, I would go with, to church with my mother every Sunday, um, and I would be like singing in the choir. Uh, that's kind of like where I started vocally, like singing. Um, okay. And then from there, I would do like chorus in school. And then it wasn't until my brother was taking a college course on like learning to play guitar and then he never really picked it up. Um, so I would like just have it and then I would just be like practicing every day and like learning chords and then it just kind of stuck with me. Oh, that's neat. So it, you started, so he was in college. Were you like, how old were you when you, when you picked it up? Uh, I want to say maybe 11th grade or okay. like 10th, All right. 10th so, 11th grade. So a little bit, you know, you weren't a prod, prodigy at, you know, four years old trying to no, strum no, the no, guitar, no. but but you picked it up late. I picked it, I picked up the guitar late too, and uh, I always relate to people. You know, I, I found the three magic chords, and you know, the rest was too hard, and I put it down for ten years, and <laughs> and then and then then picked it up again, and and uh, YouTube helped me out, guitar tabs helped me out a lot, yeah, and, yeah. And then too. I finally then I finally jumped into lessons now does uh, does chrissy play an instrument as well or yeah she plays piano she's she's a music teacher she teaches band ah, um, nice but yeah she plays she plays piano she plays oboe uh and she sings obviously so oh so so you you have oh, you have a built-in music teacher in your relationship I mean, <laughs> yes how, i mean how cool is that it's it's I'm... a it's a blessing and a curse <laughs> Cause she, cause she knows more than I do. And so when I think I've got, you know, I figured out what I want to do, she'll be like, eh, that was a little pitchier. Right. Right. <laughs> you so, know, what's, you know, what's, you know, what's cool though. I, and I, I found this just over the past six months, really talking to a lot of musicians. I found you, I find you guys to be so generous. And when you can find that ability to critique each other and not be offended by, you know, we're thin skinned about whatever critique it is. Yeah. Uh, it can really, it can really help you grow together. And we, I had, you know, I was part of a band in, uh, in church. We did a contemporary Christian thing in a Catholic church, which was like amazing at the time that they allowed it. 
And uh, it was a music lesson every week. And it was great. It yeah, was just yeah. really, you know, uh, and, you know, I'm a knucklehead with a guitar. And they were like, oh, try this. Can you do that? Oh, pick up the bass. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I picked up the bass, you know, and it, it was it was kind of cool. And here I go talking about myself again. So no, it's okay. even when I was when I started out playing guitar, um, I like transitioned over to guitar in the church choir band. Okay. Um, and that actually became a really good tool because it was kind of a way for me to, you know, basically like practice the craft, like one, one hour a week at least, you know? And, right. And there was a guy who, you know, was like a father figure who was like, sort of like who knew what he was doing and he would like show me chords and, you know, he'd be like, Oh, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? And it became a real way to, you know, expand on learning the guitar. Right. And then, then you get that influence of, you know, encouragement, which yeah. which is um, I think that's the magic of it, because, man, you could just give a little encouragement, especially to younger people about, hey, you, yeah, you, it's tough. But, yeah, you can do this. And it just I don't know, for me, it just makes me want to work harder at it, you know. So now how did you um, how did you transition to writing your own music and, and to, to tell me a little bit about your process, you know. Is it with Chrissy? Does she write? You write? She corrects what you write? She. <laughs> so I, I didn't really start. Right, oh man, it's it's hard to say because you have these ideas and like you kind of form them and it starts out as like a small thing and you think it's going to become a song. And you're not really sure. So I started, I guess, writing. I want to say maybe cut like towards the end of my high school career. Um, okay. But I wouldn't say any of those were any good. <laughs> right. um, like looking back, I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? Sure. Um, so I want to say maybe I really didn't start writing in earnest. I want to say maybe to like 2005, I want to okay. say. Um, I, I, I met a friend of mine in, in college and he wanted to put like this like little duo group together where we would go to bars and sing and stuff. And we would mm-hmm. do a bunch of covers and we just sure. like, learned a bunch of stuff. And then at that point I was like, well, I kind of want to do my own. Like I want to, I want to find my own voice and I want to, you know, say the things that, that are in my mind. Right. Um, and that's when I really started writing for me. Um, and in terms of the band, it's really, I do a lot of the writing and Chrissy, okay. if anything that like Chrissy like co-writes on is sort of like her being like, well, maybe we could fix this. Maybe we could fix that. Or um, like adding like a mel- like a harmony line or a melody line, and that is her influence. But a lot of it is really just <laughs> me driving in the car, <laughs> thinking yeah. things while I'm driving. You know, it's so it's so <laughs> funny. It's like when you get encapsulated. It happens to me too. You know, when I, uh, when I I'm in sales, so I drive drive around a little less now because of all the COVID and everything else. But man, that's one of the best thoughts, you know, <laughs> come yeah. down and, and if you can capture them and that's what I think is I've written a thousand songs, by the way, none of them I've ever put down on paper. I, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> you know? I, have, I have a bunch that I'm like, Oh yeah. I remember that thing that I had. And I yeah. And, and-, and that's sort of the difference between uh, successful singer songwriters. You guys actually act on the muse, you know, and you piece and you piece, you really do. I mean, I mean, how many people, you know, I've listened to a song and go, I could, I could have written that, you know, and be a multimillionaire overnight. Like they, that happens all the time, but uh, you guys act on it. So I just admire you for, for what you, what you do with that. So now you're, you're from Queens now. Were you, were you born bred in Queens? And no, no. So 
I'm from, I was born in Uniondale. Um, okay. And Chrissy is from Wanta. Ah, my old, my old stomping grounds. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm a lot older than you. The, bar, a lot, the bars that I went to are closed, but uh, I, I grew up in Island Trees right down the block. Okay. Uh, down Wantor Avenue. All right. North on Wantor Avenue. So, uh, yeah, so we're right. both, we're both like originally from Long Island. And then after we met, um, we both moved, like when we met, we moved in together and then we moved out to Queens. Um, and that's kind of where we started, like, you know, our family and kind of started with the music and, and start and really like kind of made that a home base for us. That's neat. Um, neat. Yeah. That's cool. So, so on the introduction, we heard the song Nashville. Uh, and so we played that for our audience. Can you just give me some, I don't want you to explain the song or you can, if you want, but I'm just interested how that, how did that germinate? How did that come about? So when I, when I was starting out with music, um, I kind of was like picking from different genres and styles and like a lot of it was like, like, um, kind of poppy and kind of like folky. Mm-hmm. And then I, I discovered Graham Parsons. Um, oh, okay. And that I think kind of completely like changed everything about how I kind of viewed the way I wanted to make music and the kind of music I wanted to make. Um, what, what, what was it about Graham Parsons that gave you this little epiphany? I can you can you put can you put a pin in it or I don't it was just something about like he was kind of this personality and I mean it's <laughs> he he was a trust fund child so he kind of like had the ability to do whatever he wanted right. but um but he just kind of had this you know this is what I want to make and this is how I want to make it and you know forget everybody else who says otherwise um, okay and he just kind of fused you know country music with R and B and tried to make it in a certain way that was, you know, like his vision, which he called cosmic American music. Mm, but, um, okay. It's, so almost, like, it, it's almost like what Beck does. And not, I'm not comparing Beck to, oh, yeah. to Graham Parsons, but he's kind of in that, you don't know where the hell he's coming from. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And he's so diverse and, and it's like, eh, hey, screw it. You know, this is, this is, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put a Spanish, you know, uh, <laughs> beat to this and, and, uh, Take it in a different direction. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. You know? So I fell in love with that. And then, and I kind of wanted to make, and so I kind of fell in love with this idea of Nashville and like, you okay. know, country musicians and country music and, and how it's kind of made and how it is like this entire world. Sure. Um, so I went down to Nashville a couple of times. Like I took, I like rented, I, sorry, not rented. I, I bought a ticket on like a Greyhound bus. I like very romanticized. <laughs> and I was like, I bought a, a ticket on a, for a Greyhound bus. And I took the Greyhound down to Nashville and I met a friend down there. And, you know, we saw, you know, the Ryman and we saw the Grand Ole Opry and, and all these things. And that just is, that's kind of like where the song, the song stems from. It's kind of like this love of like wanting to go down there and like become a, you know, a musician, like in earnest and like be a songwriter and, and I love that country music kind of respects songwriters in that way, and I think that's another aspect right. it, of it. I tell you, it's we were down we were down there with a bunch of couples in um, in October of last year, and yeah, it's it's that hub of a thousand musicians. I mean, yeah, for those who haven't been there, you, if you want to go out drinking at ten o'clock in the morning, you're going to find a four story rooftop bar with three different artists playing in it, 
and they're all doing it for tips. Yeah. And they ain't shy about. <laughs> and and they're all and they're all super talented. Like like oh, you so, go one bar to the next. Like they're incredible. Like these are like musicians, musicians. Yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah. Hey, let's do this. Let's just take a short break, and when sure. we come back, I really want to talk about how you cultivated your sound. And there's something that I caught on to in, in the way you sing that I think is the coolest thing. I don't even know what you call it, but when we come back, let's kind of, uh, let's dive into that part of your, uh, your sound. Okay. Hey everybody, we'll be right back. We're here with Robert Bach of the locksmiths. We're missing Chrissy, uh, but we're going to talk about her and, uh, you know, she's going to be pissed that she wasn't on the show. So, but you know, <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, Steve Yusko from Gig Destiny here. Well, as you're probably listening to this podcast, you're probably thinking about that musician who'd make a fantastic guest here on the Long Island Sound. Well, we'd like to hear their story. We'd like to hear their music. So have them reach out to us at gigdestiny.com and we'll explore their craft. Now, back to our podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back with Robert Bach. Missing Chrissy, by the way. Robert's uh, second half of the locksmiths. And by the way, I just got to throw this in because my daughter's big on puns. And I said, yeah, you know, we're listening to your music. And I said, yeah, I'm doing the locksmiths. And she goes, I bet they're always in key. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. There we go. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of how the name of the band Come came on. about Come- from, a, from a pun. Oh, my God. We love you. All right. Forget <laughs> it. You're in. You're in. So, so so, that kind of leads into what, in listening to your song, I don't know what you call it, but you jump from one voicing to another. And I'm thinking to myself, because I always think about myself. It's my best subject, my favorite subject, is – Man, it's so risky. I could just see myself going off key or whatever. But explain, and people will hear it in the songs that you do. But explain to me what that is. And I think that's kind of is is that something purposeful in the sound you've tried to develop? I guess is the question. Um, I don't know if it's purposeful in the, like the overall sound, but mm-hmm. specifically to that song, it's it's that like you go into the head voice. It's like kind of like a yodel. It's um. It's something that Hank Williams actually would oh right would yeah, kind of yeah. do, and I think like in, instinctively when I was re- writing the song and when I when I would be singing it, it was like something that I wanted to do. Okay, um, to kind of like lean into that Nashville esque quality of the song. Um, so that's kind of why in that song I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah, because you know even as a, as um. I'm listening, and I, I don't. Let me preface this. I don't like to compare. Hey, you sound just like this or that, but I'm going to take a chance. Sure. Uh, I, I I thought about the Jayhawks. I thought about the oh, Lumine- cool. the, the Lumineers, and um, and I was like, yeah, that's and that's where I guess for me as as a listener, I'm part of the audience. That familiar familiarity of yeah. your singing style makes me com- makes me comfortable. I, I guess you could say. And, yeah. and kind of relaxes me to to kind of get into the tune and say, okay. you know, I can I can get this and one I can get your lyrics, which is is cool, too. Thanks. You know, Thanks. and, um, you know, that doesn't always happen. It's interesting. Like, so I'm, I'm a 61 year old guy 
And I can, you know, they make jokes about us listening to bands. We listen to them and say, okay, what were the lyrics? And, you know, everyone has a twisted version of the lyrics because it was like <laughs> screamed or whatever or mumbled, whatever. And then, you know, even um, – And you get it wrong. And you get it wrong. But now like even Spring uh, – I'm a big Springsteen fan. But now that he's moved into a lot of acoustic stuff and breaking down his very energetic songs into what I would call digestible bites of music for my ears – yeah. You know, now now I get now I get it, you know. Now I get it right. later in life, you know. Yeah. Um cuz we don't have the big album covers to read all the lyrics like we used to used to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Uh, that's really cool. And then sorry, something else I I realized about my sound, I guess. Sorry to like kind of like jump back into it. No, no, please. Um I I I used to like sing more timidly. In, in the sense where, like, if I would be going to, like, my higher register, I would kind of, like, not, like, push so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so one day somebody told me, like, oh, why don't you throw a little dirt on it to kind of give it, like, a little, like, honesty. <laughs> a little edge. Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind of allowed me to be like, oh, yeah, I don't have to be so scared, like, to try and make it sound, like, very pristine and perfect. Like, the style of music, like, we're making rock and roll and, like, you know. Country. You're not singing. You're not singing in the church. You're yeah, it's, it's not meant to be like you know perfect. Like you know, you could add like give it a little edge, a little gravel. Yeah, yeah. And another, I remember another story about um, Brandy Carlisle when she was putting oh, out yeah. her second record. Like I think the single on it, there's a moment where she goes up to a note, um, and her voice does like a little crack. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, "Oh, I don't know if we should leave that in there." And then and T Bone Burnett was like it's incredible. Like he's like, it's, it's honest. It's, you know, it's raw. It's, you know, it's so I think letting my voice kind of, um, kind of feel around and like, like the warts and all kind of aspect yeah. of the music. It's interesting you say that. Cause even when I put together episodes of the podcast and post, you know, there are artifacts that come up, the ums and what have you's. And sometimes I'll take some out if it annoys the shit out of me. And I think it's going to annoy the shit out Super of the audience. Yeah, like uh, another stopgap, and like you start counting them. You know, you can see the wave. You can see the waveform. There it is. It's coming up. But if you think about music as a conversation, uh, and how we talk, and how we have ums and stopgaps, and that cracking, it makes yeah, it makes it honest. You know, it really makes it honest. And the one thing that I've, one of many things that I've observed with singers. At least I'm enamored by singers who can express the things that I'm feeling in a way that I could never express it. And sometimes when it gets raw, emotionally raw, no matter the genre, uh, it raises the hair on your arms and, and, it, get, and it gives emotion and makes it, it makes it personal. You know, when I'm, it may not be for the artist, but when I'm watching them, I'm thinking, Crap! They're going through. They're going through this emotion, and they very well may be. Um, I don't. Let me ask you this: You ever get choked up? Oh Sing? yeah! Oh, absolutely. You know, and uh, and you, know, you can almost. It's like it's like going around that uh, carousel and go. Okay, it's coming up. <laughs> yeah. You, you know. Yeah. There's a. There's it. Like there are songs like that you could sing, and like you could sing it like a hundred times. And it won't really affect you, but like if you're emotionally there when you're singing it, like it'll like it'll hit you. Yeah, yeah. And it could really I, stop you in your tracks. I noticed 
there's a great video. By the way, for anyone new to the the podcast, we do chapter marks. So any things that we mention, you know, the the locksmith's uh, uh, website is going to be listed there and the different people that we're talking about. But I watched a video on your website where you're on some roof or something. I don't yeah. know what song you were singing, but I, I think you you go you, you get gravelly at at one or you get more raw at at one of the phrasings that yeah, I yeah. remember. That was old and guitar. It, that's that's an old guitar. Okay, yeah. so that's well. Hey, let's let's uh, that's one of the songs you gave me. Yeah. All right. Gee, this is like we didn't even script. We didn't <laughs> even script this. Perfect. Where it's like boom. <laughs> we, this is like reality TV unscripted. Okay. Uh, <laughs> tell me, tell me about old guitar, and then we'll let the the audience hear it, and uh, and then we'll jump in some other things. Sure. Uh, old guitar is a very uh, dark song. <laughs> uh, it was written. Uh, I was at a very low point. And excellent, excellent. This is good writing time. <laughs> Don't get too and, low. <laughs> and and you, I just kind of like went into myself and was like, man, I just it's one of those. It's a song. It's I I always introduce it as this is a song about giving up because sometimes you just feel like you just want to give up and and quit and just you know throw your hands up. Um, but I mean, I wrote the song and it's kind of a way of just working through that feeling of you know, you know, you know what I, I was thinking about when I heard the song. And I, I was thinking a particular person who I will not mention because I'll embarrass myself is uh, – so, and I've done this too. It's like, you know, that stupid door <laughs> got in my way, you know, <laughs> or that's – you know, that dumb this. You know, you, you blame the object that's going to reflect back on your choices or, or your, your feelings of where you've been. That's that's what I initially took from the song and okay. and, and you you driving into that, that – you know, that crappy guitar. So um, – <laughs> Anyway, and now that now that we you know took the punch out of everything, and uh, <laughs> why don't we let our audience listen? It's called uh, Old Guitar, right? Yes. All right, have a listen to Old Guitar, and we'll be back with more fun stuff with Robert Bach after this. I'm gonna bury this old guitar, I'm gonna bury this old guitar My new life is about to start, I'm gonna bury this old guitar Got two cracks in its head and neck, made less money than what I've spent Never brought me any self-respect, I'm gonna bury this old guitar I'm gonna bury this old guitar Protest songs, they don't mean shit All got sold to the government Market bought every last free thought I'm gonna bury this old guitar And oh, somewhere in the distance I'm not gonna lift this Fallen chain of six strings anymore Cause I'll find a new way of surviving One where I'm not trying To walk the crowded highway to your door so I'm gonna bury this old guitar, I'm gonna bury this old guitar. Ain't no one gonna notice me, I'll flip that cryptocurrency, bide my time, get fat and 
die. I'm gonna bury this former life. I'm gonna bury this old guitar. And I heard Leonard Cohen died on the unemployment line. Hallelujah, it's my time. I'm gonna bury this old guitar. And oh, somewhere in the distance, I'm not gonna miss this ball and chain of six strings anymore. Cause I'll find a new way of surviving. One where I'm not trying to crawl the crowded highway to your door. So I'm gonna bury this old guitar. I'm gonna bury this old guitar. Yes, I sing and write just fine. My kid don't eat clever rhymes. Spox gets heavier all the time. I'm gonna bury this heart of mine. I'm gonna bury this old guitar. I'm gonna bury this old guitar. I'm gonna bury this old guitar. My new life is about to start. I'm gonna bury this old guitar. Hey, everybody. We're back with Robert Bach of the Locksmiths, who are always in key, as my <laughs> daughter would say. So besides yourself and Chrissy, t- tell me a bit about, about the band and uh, how that came about. And let's throw some kudos out to the members. Yeah. So um, we so besides me and Chrissy, we've we've kind of formulated this like uh, this band around us. Um, that consists of, on the, on the first album, it's made up of Cold Quest and the City Pickers. Okay. Um, Who have a, a band on their own, right? I assume they do. Yes, they're okay. uh, they're a bluegrass band. Um, okay. They do a lot of uh, touring and a lot of like great stuff on their own. Are um, they from Long Island in New York? They're from New York. Okay. All right. They can be in the podcast. Yeah. So it's approved. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, Cole. So Cole is Woody Guthrie's grandson. And um, what, 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 what? Cole, Cole is Woody Guthrie's grandson. Really? Yeah. Oh, neat. Um, okay. And so they have, they do a lot of shows, like they just played like Woody Fest. Um, so Cole and Christian are like basically with, in the band with us. Um, they play with us and we do a lot of, uh, I don't know, we kind of like form the songs and, and they're, they're, the two of them are playing the lap steel and the bass on that, on the video hold guitar. Okay. Um, and Sean Ryan uh, from the group Bears of Alaska uh, is playing drums on that video. But so when at, when I started like kind of getting into the country music, I I went to find these bluegrass jams. Okay. Uh, so I would go out into the city and try, and I went to places like the Jalopy Theater and um, and Mona's, and that's where I kind of met Cole and Christian, and that's where we kind of like dipped our toes into that. Uh, bluegrass sound and like we kind of made friends with like this it's like the whole community in like Brooklyn and Queens of these bluegrass players who are like phenomenal really yeah. I never would have imagined that's uh, cool yeah and so that's and so we kind of like got with Cole and his band and they played on the the, the album with us and that's nice. where that came from cool so now, do you have any? Um, so I've I've seen you gig around. I've seen we can find you on Facebook and all that. So do you have anything that's coming up in the near future uh, yeah. that you want to talk about? Yeah, we're actually going to be playing at Rockwood on September twenty third, Friday. Okay, uh, we are playing at six. 
uh, Rockwood Stage One. We're opening up for a group from Tennessee called the Mont Vales. Um, Great. They are excellent songwriters in their own right. Uh, they're incredible. And nice. So that's that's what, something we got coming up, and we're going to be <laughs> knock on wood going to be releasing a new EP hopefully before the end of the year. That Great. I'm hoping to finish. Yeah, there's there's so much work in, in putting stuff together. It's just it's amazing if, uh, and I've only quote dipped my toe to see you know what people do to to get it together, and uh, even this you know through COVID in the past two years, there's been so much creativity, uh, and people have you know put a lot in. Yeah, you know? I I had this plan. I had this like little project that I was trying to do, um, this EP like early 2020. And okay. so that's when I like started doing it. And I was like, oh, it's going to be this little project. And then over time, it just kind of like snowballed into this bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And like two years later, I'm like, oh, I'm really hoping I could finish it. Um, so the EP is basically covers of my friend's songs. Oh, neat. Um, yeah. And so I'm doing songs by my friends, uh, Niall Connolly. Niall Connolly is the head of the Big City Folk Songwriting Community, which is a, a community of songwriters uh, in New York City, okay, uh, he's from Ireland, and he know he knows a lot of like international songwriters and stuff. And they all come, and uh, once like every other week, we'll have like the song club meeting where like songwriters get together and like play like original songs and like oh that's great. And we have song challenges and stuff like that. So I'm oh, doing, that's neat. Yeah, so I'm doing an EP of uh, of friend songs. Like one one is Cole's song and one is Niall's song and a couple of others. Yeah. Now, where do you do this? Do you, do you do you go to a studio? Do you lay the tracks down at home, or what? What's your process? Because we did speak about um, Kevin Kelly, who yeah. who uh, who we know, who did did some work for you. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Ke- uh, Kevin Kelly, studio engineer, my studio engineer professor, great guy. Yeah, very nice guy. <laughs> um, so the first album we did, we went to a studio in Brooklyn and recorded it, um, all like like one take tracks. Wow. Um, with the bluegrass band, but this, and then the EP that we released in 2019 from a Chrysler seven, uh, my friend, Chris Q Murphy produced it. Basically he recorded everything into his phone. Everything was one take. Like we recorded it in his car, which was a, uh, <laughs> okay. a, a 2007 Chrysler Sebring, which is why it's <laughs> called from a Chrysler seven, wow. uh, which is also a nod to Bob Dylan's from a Buick six. <laughs> I love okay, ripped, I love the references. Off, yeah, you ripped off Dylan. You ripped off Dylan. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so that that EP was basically just one take songs that I had written that Chris uh, recorded into his phone. And right now, the EP that I'm working on, I am using a program called BandLab, which okay. is basically it's a studio like it's an app, but it's a studio app. Okay, kind of like GarageBand or I use Audacity, something like that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, basically I'm recording that into my phone um, and I'm having other people send me tracks and then I'm kind of mixing everything in the app. That's amazing. And hopefully I'm going to try and get it mastered within the next month. Hopefully, <laughs> you got you got to put a date down. You got to put a two date. Uh, yeah, that's, that's you, know, man, you can't just let lolly. You can't lollygag here, Robert. I you know. know. You got to get on the shtick. You know. <laughs> got to make it happen. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's great. I think that that's cool. I mean, if it weren't for 
you know, uh, you know, I, I'm constantly talking into my phone as far as recording snippets of this and that, yeah. and and, go, and going back to it. It's just, a, it's a great tool. You know, it's the bat belt of things you can do. It really you know? is. It's, it's, it's one of those things that's where technology is kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time. Right, but you got to have the talent behind it. And after listening to your music, you absolutely do have the talent. Hey, one of the things I thought was cool was, uh, and we'll have links to it, the videos I thought were great, especially, you know, the rooftop ones oh, and thank stuff you. like that. Yeah, who, do, who does your videos? Well, that one was recorded. Tell me that was done on a phone. No, that was not. That oh. was actually <laughs> professionally done. That was uh, okay. from a, an organization called Beehive Productions. Okay. Um, they do a lot of... They do a lot of videos for people in the folk um, Americana style um, scene, and they do. Uh, actually, it was with Porch Stomp that they actually helped. Oh, is that backwards? I just realized. Oh no no no! It's, no, I, I, I see it forward on okay, your shirt. In my video, I'm like I'm like oh, oh it's backwards. Uh, <laughs> Porch Stomp, which is a, a festival that happens every year on Governor's Island. They it's it's a community and it's an organization, but they help put together the uh, the video for that. That's great. That's real. That's really neat. You have these uh, these different connections out there because there there are some musicians that are really just solo people. You know, they don't collaborate, which is fine. You know, they put yeah. they they do it and maybe get a band together. But it's interesting that you're taking the communal approach to things because uh, what's you know what's crazy about that is honestly yeah. when, when I started with the music, I was very narrow minded in the sense okay. that like I was like well. What's in it for me? How am I going to like benefit from whatever? Mm -hmm. um, and then once I started getting into the the big city folk community, um, I became friends with Niall, and I started. I wanted to like help out more, and it it was a good way of making it less about me and really sure. more about supporting the community and the songwriters around me, um, where I'm like promoting other people's shows and you know trying to make a platform for these other performers. Right. And, right. And it's good because it kind of eliminates that, I, that jealousy idea where you're like comparing yourself to like so many other artists and you're like, Oh my God, you can go nuts doing yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it kind of be became a way for me to be like, well, let me focus on what's great about this person. Let me focus on what's great about that person. You yep. know? So, and that's, I, I agree with you hundred percent by, by taking that goodwill and putting it out there. I mean, I can only talk about, I mean, I'm doing this for six months. I can't tell you, how many wonderful people I've met and how generous they were uh, to introduce, to give insight. I mean, I got a call from a guy yesterday about a particular podcast, and I thought it was a good podcast. And he was just like, that was great. I knew the guys he was talking about. It was a, it was this uh, drummer, Bill Donnelly, great guy. Yeah. And and it was another drummer. And he was like, so happy to hear from a drummer. <laughs> and and uh, the different connections uh, with it. So you never know how people are going to react but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm of that opinion. Who knows where it's going to go? But if you build it, they will come type of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's how I find, you know, guys like you and, and referrals. It's just it's kind of fun. And then people may not know this. Um, Robert and I have never met face to face except th through video. Right. And well, that's uh, it. And the Internet. And the Internet. And uh, and it's funny because when I walk up to uh, artists, when I see them out out in the field, so to speak, it's like, who's this? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's him. <laughs> Especially since uh, the pandemic, uh, that happens a lot. Where I am, I'm, I've become friends with so many people on on like Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And then when we finally go out to like a gig, 
or like to somebody else's show and like you see them from across the room and you're like, I think I know you and I think you know me. It's like you're perpetually on a on a blind date with like everybody. Right. It, it's also <laughs> when, you, when you meet somebody out of context and you're like, hey, no. oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? You know, you don't it's just it's just kind of interesting. Hey, and I want to throw this out there, not to put you on the spot, but considering what we do here at the podcast, hey, if you can plug me in, if there's anybody I can help promote um has an interesting story and some some good music i'm happy to do so you know just send send them my send them my way it it wasn't too painful right not not so so far good i'm glad you said that good good answer (laughs) (laughs) hey let's talk let's talk about um the the last song that you gave me uh and then we'll have everybody listen to it and then we'll, we'll take it from there i think it's called house right uh it's we bought a house we bought a house all right tell me about that so that song actually came from um, a big city folk word challenge where – so every week they we like – a random word is picked and you're kind of like motivated to try and write a song based on that. Okay. Interesting. So that that week, the, the word was house. Um, and I've written the song based on that. Um, it's very – I mean it's one of my more politically motivated songs. All right. Cool. <laughs> um and yeah, I, I think it was just, I'm trying to think that was like 2016 that the song was written. So, I mean, I, I think you can kind of guess where, oh, I, I where, it. Where, with, <laughs> where it kind of goes. Don't worry. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you, brother. It's, yeah. it, it's all good. And you know what? It's it's in, in singer-songwriters that we get to express uh, the emotions that really need to be said about things. So um, let's leave that teaser and let everybody hear the song. I built this house. Or we I bought, bought a house. This. We bought a house. Let's get it right, Steve. We bought a house. <laughs> Take a listen, everybody, and we'll be right back after the song. We bought a house. The foundation's pretty weird. Two centuries of maintenance. Blueprints aren't quite clear Still we've gotta pay the mortgage Kick the dust and scrub the ground We bought a house It's got a yard The last owners had no sense Got a good deal on the property Now we're gonna build a fence Yeah, our neighbors help us build it As we're showing them the door We bought a house trash since he brought the garbage in we bought a house
We bought a house. No, we never had a choice. Value of the property is paid for by your voice. So we sacrifice the maintenance to put fabric on the floor. And our comfort is the reason we don't fix things anymore. So I wonder why the hell we're living in this union for. We bought a house. We bought a house. We bought a house. Hey, everybody. We're back. Great song. I really appreciate you sharing with us. I don't really believe there is a Chrissy in the band because we haven't seen her on the podcast. <laughs> She's but around. If, She's... if you say, I don't know, you could be doubling your voice in harmony in, in post or something. She but, might be know. a figment of my imagination. Wow, wouldn't that be cool? Man, that would really, that creates such a controversy. <laughs> that would be right. <laughs> you have a split personality. Yeah, I'm Robert and Chrissy. <laughs> Hey, I, I got to tell you, Robert, I really enjoyed your time. Thank and, you. And our, this and, was and fun. Our, this was definitely fun. And our conversation. Uh, I really uh, – I, I want to have you back because I'm really interested in these other communities that you're involved with and, and how you've networked for the greater good of music. Really, that's what it sounds to me. Uh, Thank and, you. And uh, when, I, when I get into uh, what I call the city, which is Queens, Brooklyn, and Manhattan – um, I'm going to hunt you down and, and wherever you're playing, uh, you know, I, I definitely want to see you live. Absolutely. So, uh, definitely. So, so I look forward to it. I end a lot of my podcasts, not all of them, but this way, and it's, I really appreciate time. And a friend told me, uh, he actually, someone else told him, he said, you know, you can account for what's in your bank account, what you own. You can never account for the time you have left on this earth. So the fact that you gave me a little over an hour, uh, and prep time for this. Uh, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate my, it. And, my pleasure. And uh, hey, everybody, you got to check out the Locksmiths. The music's great. You got just a taste of it, and you got to get working on that LP. All right. I so know. You get some more music. It made you feel guilty. I know. I win. <laughs> but it's good. It'll, it'll put me to work, though. <laughs> all right. Until next time, peace, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Till next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. We really love to hear from you. And call our listener line at 631 800 3579. Again, thanks so much. Be well.